0: Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, the wrestling boys are back, the Getting Over crew is here. We're talking pay-per-views people, we're talking pay-per-view winners. Who's got the belt? What's coming up in the next pay-per-view? This is an NXT pay-per-view. Uh, there are that many pay-per-views at the moment that we're doing that many that this is the first of two... But it's actually the first of three podcasts in the next week. So if wrestling's your thing, strap in, stay tuned, because they're getting over, boys. They've got all the wrestling fire. Uh, There's video for this, and the place to get that video is YouTube. And while you're checking us out over there on the YouTube, do give us a little subscribe. It, uh, It helps us out massively, helps the channel, keeps helping us to grow, and growth is good. So, my therapist tells me. So, here we go. This is Cookie Cast getting over.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's that time again, uh, getting over here on uh, cast It's been a little while since we got together, so uh, yeah, everyone is present and correct. We've got Mr Cook, Mr Williams, and Mr Matthew Moore in the, his
2: house, as it were.
0: Realised so, immediately <laughs> that for the audio listeners, waving at the screen doesn't really <laughs> work. <laughs> so, Apologies, you lovely audio uh, he, listeners. <laughs> Um, there's, a, there's a little treat for you
1: so we've it's going to be as well so it's the first time we've got together for a little while but it's going to be the first of three over the coming uh, couple of weeks because NXT and WWE are kicking into gear for SummerSlam and TakeOver weekend closely followed by Payback the following weekend whoever booked these shows so close together I mean I can understand a TakeOver and a, a pay per view but my god Anyway, keeping us busy, uh, keeping us entertained, whilst some of the world, I guess, is still on uh, on lockdown, but quite a lot has happened in WWE, in uh, NXT, since we last spoke, so I suppose really we should get straight to the important business, and we all know what that important business is, right? Regular listeners will know. i ah, just reach down here and it's time oh 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 we've got some duplication so yeah it's time for the uh, <laughs> prediction, Predictions prediction style although as soon as this time we're here to talk about nXt maybe we should have a little bit maybe we should have a little bit of a switch around with the old uh, Title so uh, can change it up yeah we go soon as, uh, as I'm in the uh, newly refurbished man cave I have the access at the moment um so yeah I regained the gold last time out for the first time in what feels like forever, um, just before Extreme Rules, but uh, I guess it's time to find out if my first defence would be a horror show. You're welcome. Um, So, going in, we will talk about the um, main roster pay-per-view on the next episode of Cast, but just to give you the scores so you know where everybody sits, Mr Cook, unfortunately for you, sir, you got a five. Even more, unfortunately, for Mr. Williams, he got a four. Matt pulled it level on five. But still, pay-per-view predictions champion with a six. I've I've managed to hang on to it, but yet it disappears if I move it too much. There we go. So, yeah, that's it. So, uh, I'm pretty sure only... Is it only Andy so far that's managed to successfully retain it? So, that that puts us in... uh,
0: so me and you are now a little pegging um, I'd like to announce that this is officially the end of my doing any research for any of these podcasts it's, we're back baby, we're flying by the seat with our pants on these ones, here we go can I still pick Stone Cold to come out for the rumble, is that an option?
1: well you might want to wait till January at least, at least you'll have half a the chance
3: then um
1: but yeah, so yeah, it's it's you know I'm I'm quite happy about that. I'm not gonna lie because it's uh, it's been a while, and then you wait for one and two come along at once. So, but yeah, business since since the last time we spoke, um, as NXT is strictly known as developmental, even in a way still at this point. Probably worth noting right off the bat that Evolve, Progress, ICW, and some WXW shows have finally, after months and months of rumour, made their way to the network so for the first time uh, these three companies which have been I suppose the shows that they've picked have been used to highlight WWE talent that are main roster or NXT now Um, it's you know it's a good way of introducing it to I guess harden WWE fans via the network and to to maybe get them to see some of the the, the people on the undercard Uh, we've got some regular matches which we've maybe seen in NXT because there's uh, Keith Lee and Dominic Dajakovic on some of the Evolve shows I know for, for a start um, but I guess really, is it really now the death of the indies or do, how do we see this moving forward like, what what do people think about the the, indie, the, the indies going onto the network It's
3: funny because obviously Evolve is dead anyway isn't it because they've officially acquired them and they've hmm. kind of been Absorbed into, um, into, into like, I presume NXT developmental or something like that. I don't know if we'll see another Evolve show. Um, I don't know whether that was due to the look to, to the kind of global climate as it is. Um, but then the other two are, um, you know, are, are kind of in in the sketchy kind of position at the moment. You know, the amount of changes that have gone and are in progress in the last. Six months it's gone from being owned by three different people to kind of one now. Um, who work you know, who does work for NXT UK? Um, but well obviously, the people who run it day to day are uh, I mean, I don't know the, the, specific, the specific ins and outs, but aren't WWE related. So, you know, for them to make a big show with all the kind of speaking out um, side of things to kind of Take these people on and promote them within the company and stuff like that. It seems strange, and, and WXW probably aren't shy of some kind of retribution from the kind of speaking out and stuff like that. But yeah. they're a, a kind of different kind of thing. They they, 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 Those two companies still seem to be very much on their own. Obviously, yeah, um, there was influence put on them. Um, that if, uh, if if the WWE would have left it a couple of months, they wouldn't have had to Influence
1: certain people not being allowed to work with them, uh, for other reasons. uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're probably best staying away from that side of things, maybe. But yeah, it's. I I, I think I think for me, I I find it like because all of those all those companies have got their own network, as it were. They've got their own on demand service. So we're still yet to see if it's a full integration. Or if it is just going to be the odd show, but I think I think on the whole I'm not as worried about it as some people might be because it, it is highlighting the you know the, the up and comers and it's you know it'll draw more attention to the, the people that kind of you know we're used to seeing. It'd be it's it'd be a milestone for some of them to, to maybe get on the network and you know maybe see it as a, as a bit of an achievement. So I'm, I'm I'm quite pleased about it. I'm not not one of the uh, the naysayers with that one. Um, So speaking of Things that have joined The network There is a bit of news That's come out About somebody Who might be leaving The network And that somebody Is one Miss Renee Young reported to be leaving WWE Uh, Do we think That she'll probably Make the obvious move To join her husband Uh, Obviously Mr. John Moxley Dean Ambrose As he was in WWE Do we think That she'll join him In AEW Or do we reckon She's just going to Do other stuff I don't know with that Because
2: Wasn't she getting Like touted around For sort of TV roles at one point, point like, TV companies were like interested in looking at her to sort of host TV shows and things like that. Mm. so it was it was more them we trying to get her away from the wrestling side, more just into generic TV work. Well, That's before it. she, I think before she joined WWE, she used to be like a, a, a
1: almost like a Sky Sports News, like the Canadian version of Sky Sports News, kind of news anchor, um, and that's kind of what brought her in but then whilst she might have been a bit pigeonholed uh, in WWE for a while I think the announcer stuff kind of really brought out more of her personality and um, obviously not forgetting the fact that she's like the first female to, uh, to be a, like a full-time commentator on Raw as well so that was quite a, quite a big deal
2: Yeah,
1: but I know it's, it's such a shame I think because over here we never got like full access to that WWE backstage program that Fox put out with her and about um, like Booker T and CM Punk and stuff. And after watching that through a perfectly legitimate source, that was the way to the way to go. Like that 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 was entertaining. It wasn't just here are some matches. Here's a bit of nonsense. It like it, it allowed the people that they had on as guests and the people on as presenters to to bring out that other side. And I think through that she
0: ain't going to struggle for work if she does anything outside, like, it doesn't have to everything I've everything I've seen of that I I fully agree, that is absolutely the way that the 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 network and the company should be taking stuff, that behind the scenes feel, it's it's still there, but it's kind of you know, like the, the in the ring is still there, but it's kind of off to the side it's a bit more of a conversation with the people behind the characters it's it, it's just, it it really did feel like a great move for them. Um, it was certainly interesting to watch. It was certainly entertaining and stuff like that. Um, but like you say, the fact that we don't actually have access to it here seems like a real misstep.
3: Yeah,
0: it's really weird. Yeah, I
1: I don't know if there's any kind of. Anomaly in the digs so obviously the bt sport deal I think mean, bt sport seemingly tend to deal with a lot of espn stuff um so whether it's like a you know conflict with like fox and espn or something like that that might might cause that issue as to why we didn't get it but um for those of you you know that, that did manage to track it down whilst it was in its prime it was it was good definitely worth a watch um so and the again, thing that
2: she's come out with has, has... Hasn't
1: she just released a cookbook as well? Yeah, yeah, that was, that, that was, uh, they yeah. touted, didn't they, a, a big announcement for a few days, and it was like, oh God, you know, is she going to announce that she's pregnant, is she going to announce then that she was leaving?
2: Yeah.
1: No, no, it was a cookbook. And I've, I've seen a few pictures, actually, in the last couple <laughs> of days where, have you seen it where they've got, where Moxley's been like a hand model for some of the pictures of the food that they've done for the cookbook oh. that's going to be actually in, in print? That Can you even <laughs> Can you, can you even imagine it'd be like every, every other picture will be him just like giving it like that in the, uh, <laughs> and, and again one, one for the audio it'd be like right we're going to take the picture and now yeah I, I, I can't imagine that was a, 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 a stress free day whatsoever so we've got this weekend let's say we've got the double header and this time it's we're here to talk about NXT TakeOver I know that we don't always go through TakeOver in uh, great detail, so I have got a bit of uh, backfilling for the story for you all of what's been going on since the last time we spoke about NXT. So, Keith Lee had just taken the NXT title last time we spoke about this um, from Adam Cole back at the Great American Bash on the 8th of July. Since then, Lee defended both the North American and NXT title title the following week against Dominic Dijakovic, before deciding that they needed to create some more opportunity within NXT, and they they, they had him. Well, he relinquished the North American title. A series of qualifying matches was then announced by William Regal, so it was set up to be a series of triple threat matches, and the winners would go through to a, a ladder match at Takeover Thirty. The idea, I think, when they first kicked off was that it was going to be five people in the ladder match, probably five winners of of five triple threats, nice and simple. We had Bronson Reed qualify and Dexter Loomis qualify for the ladder match. But then, only to find out that Dexter Loomis actually injured his Achilles during uh, the victory over Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher, and he had to actually be removed from that uh, lineup. That obviously then threw a bit of a spanner in the works because they had, a, they had a winner of the match that then couldn't compete so I was like what's going on now whilst they were sorting it out Cameron Grimes Trevor Lee as was added his name uh, to the list of participants for the Lava match and it was then kind of like left to wonder who, who would take the final spots would, would Loomis actually be ok was it a, a storyline injury well it turns out it wasn't and the wrestlers that were not pinned or submitted in their respective triple threat matches were going to be given a second chance to qualify so they managed to tie it up quite nicely um, but it left Finn Balor to fight Velveteen Dream returning after a long period out,
3: hasn't been seen okay. since <laughs> go, on, go on Matt what do you say? obviously hasn't been seen since, was it the street fight with Adam Cole? But yeah. obviously. Um, apparently, apparently, he'd been in a car crash, so he'd been recovering from a car crash. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing while he was crashing his car? Well,
1: looking at looking at some suspect text messages from what I've seen, <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll not again, we'll we'll not get into that. Um, but also, and, and I know certainly one member of uh, the getting over group was was very happy that. These triple threat matches not only brought about the debut, but also closely followed by the second full NXT match of one Mr. Ridge Holland. Lost, but not pinned or submitted, so got a second chance to qualify for the ladder match against NXT favourite Johnny Gagano. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Ridge Holland is a, is a former Rugby League player. He used to play for Hull KR under his real name of Luke Menzies. And fans of uh, the podcast may remember that we've talked about this guy a little bit because we got to see him back at NXp UK in, uh, in York back in January when, like, live crowds were still a real thing. But um, but yeah, Matt, do you want to do you want to talk about, about your mate
3: Rich or <laughs> are you still too mad? Well, I, uh, this is where you, like think like you take things back, don't you? Because obviously, I sent a message to you guys last week and went, "Well, it looks like he's improved." and obviously I, I was taken in like every other mug that's taken in by him, by the editing of uh, NXT you know, we talked about it when he nearly killed Tyson T-Bone at, uh, at York by Alabama slamming him onto his head and then this week we, I, I don't know what the fuck that was, but we dropped Johnny Gagano onto his head and it, what gets me is is that, like, yeah, it's kind of one of the things where you just like you need to stay off, need to stay off Twitter because um, <laughs> these people are like, "Oh yeah, well that looked like Gargano's fault." I'm like, "So a guy that's been wrestling for twenty years has standout matches, one of the safest wrestlers in the company, definitely, yeah, definitely his fault, definitely his fault." I just think it, it, it was dangerous, and uh, I know he's got to get reps and stuff like that, but it's this kind of like. We talk about it between us about Vince's liking obsession, yeah, obsession, um, yeah, whatever kind of thing of sportsmen, sportsmen who aren't wrestlers, and I just think it's kind of you know it's getting to this point where we're pushing people through who don't know the basics, and it's not like it's—I mean, it's not even like ten years ago. But, you know, certainly not 20 years ago, but it's not 10 years ago. The stuff that they're trying to do now, who the, the kind of lifer wrestlers, the stuff that they're trying to do now that they've practiced over and over again. Because if you watch kind of, you know, if you look at things on Instagram, if you look at things on Twitter, you know, they'll show themselves practicing these things. And then, you know, like... so yeah i don't know you sound like a complete ha- i sound like a complete hater and i know that that's kind of, but it's this kind of right we've, we've got this person we think that he's got a good look and yeah he probably does have a good look apart from the, the flashes Mac and his little stick and his daft flat, flat cap that's obviously fought his way out in, in yorkshire you know kind of instead of going to prison you know you know, um, and it's just the whole shit gimmick that comes with it, it I, and I just think at some point he's gonna end up really hurting somebody, and that's the and it was bit it it was gross the fact that they showed it as well. I think that was the thing that bothered me, you know, say what you want, you know, like when I've said about it, we're all you know we, we can all get conned by editing. nobody saw the first attempt at the Alabama Slam in York because dear God, you can't show that anywhere. Um, but they showed this because of, I don't know. I don't know what, I presume, why. I presume because it had been sort of billed, I guess, as live on
1: on the USA network, wouldn't it? I suppose. And yeah, they went with they went with it. But Jesus Christ, that was high. It was almost like I don't know where the miscommunication was because it was like set up for a, a power slam, but then <laughs> it was almost as it was almost as if he then decided he was going to do a brain buster halfway through. But, I
3: think, but also like Gargano's arm went definitely a way that it shouldn't have gone. Yeah, it, it was just you know, and then you kind of hear then you hear stuff of you know they had to stop the match for minutes to check that he was all right. There was kind of possibility of it being cancelled. I mean, but how you know, how they're going to kind of run that one? Um, and then Gargano going around and apologising to people apparently going up to Ridge Holland and saying, oh, don't don't worry about it. I'm like, no, no, he nearly fucking killed you. You know, and it's not, you know, paralyzed. he would have been paralysed from the neck down if it would have... It, and, I mean, I don't know how he isn't would be the kind of thing. Well, I suppose on,
1: in that, like, Gagano will come off the bigger man anyway, won't he? So, yeah.
3: He,
1: despite the fact he's definitely not. <laughs> uh, physically. <laughs> but then, at least... You know, from, from from one person being dropped on their head to another because obviously you would have been doing backflips at the end of the match when uh, Gagana still gutted it out and uh, and beat Ridge Holland so no more Ridge Holland at takeover there's, there's no worry about that now because if he couldn't manage a one-on-one match there was no way in hell he was going to manage a ladder match let's be fair <laughs> Actually, you want to that, that, that is a terrifying
2: thought that guy loose in a ring with weapons Jesus Christ! Well, I, I, th- I think that was the was that not the comment on
1: our, on our little group earlier in the week about he is a weapon, but well, <laughs> very different reason. So making up then the field of five uh, was Velvetine Dream getting the victory over Finn Balor in the final qualifying match for the series. Although the, again, it was a little bit shenanigans, wasn't it? Because everybody came out as well after that.
0: With the, most
1: uh, yeah, so. I was a bit unsure about what they were going to do with Balor, because he's still a big name, but it turns out that they decided what they were going to do with him today, and we'll uh, we'll get to that shortly. So, well, in fact, basically what's happened is, Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher were in the same triple threat match, and they I think they suddenly, suddenly dawned on them, we've got these two guys who are absolutely mint, doing nothing this weekend, why not let them have a singles match? So, Again, a guy who we've seen a fair bit of and, and uh, indie fans will have seen a bit of, Timothy Thatcher. Had a, obviously a bit of a, a run in NXT so far, being the guy who packed Matt Riddle off to the main roster in that um, fight pit. And uh, has, has been just basically playing the hardest-foot character ever since. <laughs> he's uh, he's back to take on Balor this weekend. Not obviously any build other than the fact that they were in this triple threat match together, but... It was... A- that-
3: Obviously, he was part of, like in the match with Velveteen Dream. He came out, didn't he? And after had jumped and kind of done his like swan divey thing over the top rope, then Thatcher came and attacked him from behind and chucked him in the ring. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether they're going to kind of build it from that kind of or oh, the, the in the, the the triple threat, and then this tiny little kind of part of the of, of the match last night to kind of. Build this this match. That's gonna be it's gonna be brutal. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, the, the finish the finish
1: of that triple threat was basically Thatcher passing out, wasn't it? Because he had yeah, Bala in like a knee bar, and then Loomis kind of put a sleeper on him whilst it was happening. So everybody was sort of connected and couldn't really do anything about it other than that. So I guess like Bala never tapped out, but then suddenly Bala didn't beat him either. So I suppose that's that's probably where they're going. But but yeah, so. Um, we talked about the fact that Keith Lee picked up the NXT title, but what's Adam Cole basically been doing for the last month and a bit? Well, arguing with a former NFL punter, Pat McAfee, would be the answer to that question. It's, uh, McAfee's been around WWE for a while, turning up randomly in his shorts whenever he feels like it, it seems, um and to say, with this connection that they, they they set something up so adam cole basically appeared on pat mcafee's podcast and it ended abruptly after cole walked off set after what felt like a bit of a tantrum but mcafee basically spent what five minutes throwing jabs at him until he flipped out and it was it was okay it was a it was a bit like you knew it was kind of if it, if they hadn't pushed it so much you might have believed it but then they kind of went a little bit long so you kind of felt like it was more of a set up but anyway it, they set it up so that they appeared to have made up um, on NXT last week but then Pat McAfee joined the commentary team for the main event which was the NXT tag title match between Undisputed Era trying to get the titles back from Imperium so you kind of knew something was, was up as McAfee went on He basically got louder and more outspoken, uh, well, more outspoken than usual for for people that have actually seen him. Insulting Cole so that he could hear him at ringside and just, it it ended up causing enough of a distraction basically for Imperium to to retain the title. Adam Cole then got a bit mad about it, was restrained, and McAfee basically punted him in the head whilst he was being held back. I suppose that's playing to McAfee's strength given he was a punter for, was it was it the Colts was his team, was that what I was reading? Yeah. I mean, you, you guys are, are way, more, way ahead of me on the old uh, NFL stuff, so was he actually any good as, a, as an NFL player or is that why he's a podcast host now? Uh,
3: yeah, because a punter is like the level below kicker. <laughs> generally, generally you have a kicker that can do both uh, kick and punt, but so he must have been, I mean, he, yeah. They 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 switch. You know, they're a switchable role. It's basically kicking out your hands like a goalkeeper. Um, you know, it's uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know anything about his career. Like, obviously, all I've ever seen was obviously he, he was a, he used to be on the pre-show for quite a lot of the, was he a lot of the takeovers or just a lot of the pay-per-views just, anyway. Just generally, I remember. Was it? WrestleMania a
1: couple of years ago I think And he, he turned up And he had like a, a Hawaiian shirt And a pair of white Jorts on no, Like every, everybody else Yes it is sweltering Because it was outdoors But Everybody Everybody else is there In like a full suit Yet this clown Been there a minute And turns up in A Hawaiian shirt And white shorts Because that's his thing
3: I never understood it Because obviously The guy The guy that looked like our uncle as well With him as well The, 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 <laughs> the, the, the pair of Entirely. Sam Robert. Yeah, but you know it, McAfee's. I, I suppose this is the kind. This is obviously shtick, isn't it? You know, because he got married in shorts. I mean, I. I don't know. It's obviously. It's obviously his. You know, gimmick. But yeah. Well, after
1: after all this had happened, uh, Triple H actually made a challenge on behalf of Adam Cole which was then accepted by McAfee. So this weekend we have uh, an absolute veteran. God knows how many years Adam Cole's been doing this, but somebody who's at the absolute top of his game versus a guy who has literally never done this before on TV. He does seem to have an interest in it. So how much training he might have got in or whatever um, remains to be seen. But it could be brilliant. It could be an absolute... Like you know, we could, could be expecting it to be terrible, and it could end up being pretty good, or it could just be terrible. But I guess we'll wait till this weekend to find
0: out. Uh, but, my um, question, my t- question, is always going to be the same in these scenarios: Is this what people are tuning in for? Is this what people well, are turning the TV on, going, "Oh, I can't wait for that match"?
1: Do we oh. think that? that it's any coincidence that it just happens to be an NFL player joining the ranks a few, like a couple of weeks
3: before NFL comes back onto TV? hundred yeah. percent, no. It's a hundred percent. It's so lined up. It, there's not, it's not, you know, it, it, yeah. Like you said, we just discussed it about Mitch Holland. This is another, this is a worse example of it. Oh, you know. And the problem is, unfortunately, they probably will boost their viewership up because, you know, some idiot in Indianapolis will go, oh, coffees, you know, watch him. And I'll watch it, you know, and you think, well, that's all they're going to watch. They're not going to, you know, and they're not going to sign up, you know, are they going to hoping that someone signs up to the WWE Network and, you know, doesn't cancel it after a month or what? It, I just, I think it's... I mean, unless... Unless we're in for a big surprise and he's been putting in work, then... Well, he's been around uh, the company, hasn't he, for a while,
1: so yeah. if I would expect him to be... At, at, at least... Uh, he'll at least have been doing some kind of drills, I would hope. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, so... We we mentioned that he'd, he'd stuck his nose in during the tag title match. Well, We've also had a last-minute addition this weekend that on the pre-show, there's going to be a number-one contenders match for the tag titles. So we're going to get Tyler Breeze and Fandango versus Danny Birch and Oni Loken versus Legado Del Fantasma. Uh, it's, again, that's quite a new team, but they have, have basically come off the back of the, the Cruiserweight tournament that they'd, uh, they'd held. But we've got the former DJZ, Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza in that side, who, to me, they've, they've been quite an interesting part of NXT for the last few weeks. I've quite enjoyed their little uh, sort of partnership with uh, Santos Escobar despite the fact I've still got reservations about that bin Ooh, we need a Mexican bad guy what can we call him got it so I've I see, seen online today a, a guy who claimed to be from that region of the world complaining that they've just picked two, a guy with two two first uh, two surnames or two first names whatever which it, it's it's the Mexican equivalent of Neville Neville everybody um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's. I, I originally thought that they were going to fight Imperium straight away on TakeOver, but it turns out it's actually going to be a late, later date. So I would have thought that would come up on the weekly programming at some point in the near future. Um, women's division has probably been a little bit more straightforward of late. Io Rai defended against Tegan Knox, looking for an next, next opponent. Dakota Kai attacks Io Rai while she's uh, on her way to the back. Uh, after, uh, as well as the, the um, post-match attack, she then had to then beat Rhea Ripley in a number one contenders match, which she did, which was a, probably a bit of an upset because for, for those of you that have seen Rhea Ripley, she's an absolute beast, especially compared to Dakota Kai. Um, so yeah, that's that's happening this weekend as well. So Dakota Kai versus Io Shirai, we've got one more match. Happening, which we talked about Keith Lee at the beginning. So, to complete the circle, who's Keith Lee defending against this weekend? That would be newcomer, relative newcomer, Karrion Cross. I know we have mentioned him briefly on the podcast before, mainly based around his entrance, but have you guys seen anything of Karrion Cross in the last few weeks? Yeah. <laughs>
3: Sorry.
1: So, they've got yeah, a bit of a. They've nice. gone a bit. They've gone a bit of a different approach with him, because um, I mean, Keith Lee could quite easily be the big guy monster kind of character, but they've almost like left left that to carrying across now. So he's got the entrance. There's all the theatrics, um, but if you have sort of skipped NXT a bit, I would definitely make a point to, to see him in action. Basically, Keith Lee made a direct challenge and Karrion Cross kind of played the heel that that backed away from it but then complained about the fact that he'd not got this title match he then proceeded to take out numerous people in, in backstage segments kind of making his point but then a match has now been arranged and there was a contract signing on last week's NXT so we all know how contract signings go in wrestling right
0: every single one of them goes off without a hitch
1: well does it though (laughs) <laughs> this one was a little different, though, because within the first, sort of, two minutes after the promo bit finished, both wrestlers had signed the contract, which was then brought back to the ring by Scarlett, which is carrying Cross's volley. Keith Lee picked it up and opened it to uh, just give it give it the once-over, and as he opened it, a fireball came out of it. That so was pretty cool. It was, like, a nice bit of theatrics and stuff, but obviously it just adds to everything this weekend, so... It was it. W- it was pretty well done. Um, did it? Did enjoy the whole where uh, fireball bit? You see that Matt, as well? What's that? The uh, the carrying cross fireball incident from last week. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I'm, I'm sorry about that. The child the, the Ridge Holland himself out of bed, so I had to go and <laughs> <laughs> he just climbed back in like a little legend and gone back to sleep. Um, Good laugh. Yeah, the whole build. The whole build to the. Keith Lee carrying cross things been been good you know I, I, wondered, wh- I wondered where they were going to go because obviously it was a big kind of a big deal with the like obviously unifying you know obviously winning both belts and then, and then obviously giving <laughs> one up within like two weeks which was, I was like mm, that seemed completely pointless but never mind um, and then then obviously the whole build, the build with with this and yeah, the the kind of fireball thing was quite quite cleverly done. Um, yeah, it's 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 a it's quite a it's kind of yeah yeah it's been a really good kind of build because you kind of think right how are these two kind of similar sized um, kind of performers gonna gonna you know it's gonna be a, I'm looking forward to the, to that match as well. To be
1: honest. Yeah, me me too. It'd be it'd be interesting to see what they do though because they've got a bit of a problem on their hands in, in one respect as, as as Paul would probably say they've booked themselves into a corner because they've got Lee who's just taken the title not had too many defences of it but then they've also got this guy who's billed, been billed as the unstoppable monster so I think
2: don't, don't, don't worry about it too much Stu we, we can discuss this when we come to making our predictions as <laughs> well speaking of which then shall we get into those We've, we've, we've touched on
1: what's happened since. We've got the match listings in front of us. Now that we've been through a bit of the backstory, we'll, uh, we, can, we can get through some of these predictions. So, the match that has been added most recently, I have got on the list first. So, Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher. Who wants to take the first prediction? Finn Balor. Okay. He is down for you.
0: any particular reason I just think I don't know it still feels fairly he, he still feels to me like a fairly new addition to all of this even though it's probably been you know one of those things that probably feel feels like less time than it's actually been Um. so I just think a win at this point in time is probably Going to keep that rolling, and I like Finn okay. Balor, so that's how I'm picking stuff now. you know, I'm, I'm picking wrestlers like I pick racehorses. I like their name. <laughs> Screw the research, Matt. Matt, do you
3: want to take the next one? I'm really struggling. With, I'm really struggling with this one because yeah, we talked about it. You know, they they're booking. Yeah, if, if Balor keeps on losing or well, Kind of missing out on things. He's good. he's going to be kind of booked into worthlessness. Yeah, you know, he's meant to come back and give them the big push, and then it's not really. You know, if you if you're going to bring him back to give NXT the big push to take it over AEW, then he needs a, he needs a title, and he's not got either title or not he got not got even close to them. But then they built Thatcher up as this kind of school of hard knocks, batter everybody, technical wrestler kind of thing part of me wants to think it's like going to go to some kind of no contest thing you're absolutely going to steal my thunder if you go with that (laughs) because you don't want you don't want either of you don't want either of them coming out of this match looking bad and taking a loss and I think either of them taking a loss will make them look bad um, oh, I don't know, it's meant to be quick because we've talked about it already <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Baller. I'm going to go with Baller as well Okay go
1: Well, I've uh, I've obviously gone, gone in with man. I'm going for another contest purely for the reasons that you talked about um, not something that I normally do, but I, it makes the
3: most sense to me, so I, I don't see what happen I don't see how they get there, unless, unless, you know, because obviously, I'd say if they were both mega technical wrestlers, then that, that's the reason mm. why I can pull myself out of it, but, yeah, yeah, I, if, I, I, if, I, I, yeah. If, if I was going to be picking one, I'm still going with the no
1: contest, but if I are going to be picking one, I'd go for Thatcher, purely because I feel like they're turning Finn Balor into, like, Tommaso Ciampa, he's, like, becoming, like, the gatekeeper for the newbies, mm. so...
2: But but yeah, Paul. Who are you picking? Um, I don't know. This, this is a strange one because like, I, something just sort of come to me that obviously since he's been back since he's been back down there, he's not really done much like Andy step and stuff like that. Um, does it mean that they're sort of building into like, towards doing something like that we've never seen him do before with any of the characters? Like that? So could it be that we start to see him lose fairly regularly and that the fact that he loses all of his matches then has some sort of like spark that that starts like a change in character or something like that so it could be that maybe um he keeps on losing
3: and it could see the the reemergence of the uh, of the demon but like on a permanent basis it's like, I think it's, it's like a permanent like character switch. Depending depending on what they do with like the undisputed era, I think there's the, there's there's ever the potential because it, it is his character now is very similar to his character in New Japan just before we started Bullet Club. Now they can't start Bullet Club, and the Baller Club thing was weird. Um, well <laughs> it didn't really ever become of anything, was it? It's all in a few t-shirts. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I <have> a couple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but it, you know, maybe maybe they'll go along that kind of line of things. Not obviously not bullet club because you can't, and not Ballot club because that's already been done. But some kind of like new faction, if you we go.
1: Somewhere else. Mm. Cool. So, Paul, I'm guessing by your reasoning, are you picking
2: Thatcher? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go for a Thatcher win to start off this. Playing, yes. playing for points. <laughs> playing,
1: playing for points. So, next on the list, I've got the NXT Women's Title match champion Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai. I'm going to dive straight in and say there is absolutely no way that iosha ryle loses this match sorry to put to your bailey line paul but it's one thing that we didn't mention before was that um dakota kai has a, a bit of an enforcer with her who had been off tv for the last few weeks, well month or so um in raquel gonzalez she is super tall and very strong and is basically the exact opposite of dakota kai for everything that kai makes up for in speed and uh, technical ability, she's just like powerhouse, complete powerhouse. She's, like,
3: she's almost, and you don't want to kind of make the comparison because people. It's a bit like Diesel. It's that kind of like Kevin Nash kind of, yeah. you know. And it's not, it's not, it's not a negative comparison. It is that kind of like just massive. Nobody's as big as a kind of thing.
1: I would and, also and, say, I would also say on that note that she's been back on TV a week, so her quads have lasted longer than Kevin Nash's as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so she she came back into the equation uh, on the most recent episode of NXT. So they've, they've, they've thrown a bit of doubt in there, but I, I still don't see Io Shirai losing the title. Andy, Io Shirai for me. Same for me. Oh, is that is that all, is that all round? is Paul, making up that yes, please. So, queen Sweet for Io Shirai. Absolutely it'll be good. It'll be an interesting match, but yeah, it's not going to be. on the not anyway. I feel I feel a bit I feel a bit sorry for Dakota Kai, cause I think she's almost like the forgotten one in the whole team kick thing that was going on with uh, Knox. Because Tegan Knox came out of all that quite well, but she's uh, she. I'm I'm glad to see she's getting a go. So it's always the uh, problem
2: thing. Uh, the other thing. That,
3: the other thing that
2: could be potential is obviously like it's, it's a big big milestone obviously it's the 30th take-up yeah every now and again they like to sort of do like a company reset sort of thing where they just switch all the titles and it's like it's a case of like a clean slate job. so that's Mm. the only thing that would maybe make me think that they might do something like that where they just do a a complete switch of all the titles and everyone loses them on the night to that. Mm. The next match I've got on the
1: list is also the title match, but it's the, the North American title match. So this is the latter match for the vacant title that we talked about. So in, this, in, in the respect of what you just said, Paul, I suppose at least there is going to be a new champion. But then based on that, are you expecting a bit of an upset? Do you think it'll be a new name or do you think it'll be one of the more established people in that match? So just as a reminder, we've got uh, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Cameron Grimes, Johnny Gargano and the Velveteen Dream all competing for the title.
2: So, on, on that one, get right, granted I've not I've not watched an awful lot of the stuff, I've just seen clips here and there, but it seemed that after his match with, was it Priest versus Balor at the last takeover?
1: Yeah, because it was
2: wasn't that didn't we have Balwin in that as well, I think? I think. So. Yeah. Um since since then he's obviously had this sort of new sort of direction and stuff. He's he's had like the the switchy classic a like, base term. Um, and stuff. Yeah. So um I think they see him as like a big player for the sort of the next coming months and stuff. So I would be he he'd be my pick to get the belt onto first. So, we're going Damien Priest for Paul.
0: Andy? Johnny Gagano.
1: Will he be only the second ever two-time North American
3: title holder? Is it, is so, it Second or first? Sure. Oh, Aaron Cole had it twice? I'm sure somebody's had it twice. Not Dream. Him, Dream. him or Velveteen Dream, Dream can be the...
1: Like the first time yeah uh, that's maybe where I'm getting confused with that well I've got
3: Johnny Gagano down Andy Matt I'm going to go just a bit out of left field uh, I really hope that it happens because I think he's like one of them shitty heels and could hold on to it for a while um, I'm hoping that it's uh, Cameron Grimes I nearly said Trevor Lee there but yeah Cameron Grimes <laughs> I just I love it I mean even in the match like the Balor match um, uh, Velveteen Dream Balor match that the, the thing he came down like halfway through the match, just sat on the ladder heckling them. I just thought, yeah, great. I mean, I just I just find like that kind of <laughs> shitty heel that's just like trolling people and stuff. Like that. I just think it would be even if it's only a brief title reign. I just think it would be a really interesting one. I I agree with that. I've, I've, I'm actually picking. I've, if you'd have said to me like
1: three weeks ago that it, or in fact on the night that Damien Priest qualified. As I said yeah absolutely I don't know what's going on but in the, like the last couple of weeks especially like Cameron Grimes just seems to have got like he's he's worked his way up the ranking rapidly like he he's he's been featured he's he's developing this whole to the moon catchphrase yeah. as well um
3: it seems to have been picked up on a few a few outlets as well so I, you can just you can just see him doing like that shitty kind of hide under the ring for like tw- like 10-15 minutes and everyone's like where the hell's he been and then all of a sudden he pops out you know he's got the he's got the the belt and stuff like that I mean it's probably they'll stick it on Damien Priest but I I just have I I just have a horrible feeling
1: for for Damien Priest that he's he's gonna then I think he'll probably end up in the like the main title picture soon Mm. but I just I just feel like he'll end up being the big guy that gets fed to the bigger guy yeah like I'm a bit and it'd be a shame if it happens, but at least it, it to me, I think Grimes winning it would still be a bit of a surprise. But also then instantly build a new name. But I mean the the biggest like the biggest surprise. If Bronson Reed win, wins that match as as the biggest guy in that match as well. But yeah, relatively unknown to a lot of the like the wider audience. I, that that would be a surprise. So for me, it was it was between them two purely for that shock factor. But um, yeah, in the last. In the last couple of weeks The performances with Cameron Grimes I'm, I'm, I'm going with that So I'm, I'm happy with that one So We've only got two matches left on the card To, to talk about for this one So Let's go with the, the title match last As it always should be So this leaves us with Adam Cole Versus Pat McAfee Who wants to take this one?
0: Adam Cole
3: Go on Matt <laughs> Oh, I'm really worried <laughs> I'm really worried that it's going to be Pat McAfee because it, it just it you know in the same kind of sentences like we talked about Balak kind of going through this then if if if, if Cole loses to McAfee by any way and that and that's I mean whether they try and build something else um, from that I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Pat McAfee by some kind of weird, weird kind of thing.
0: What, yeah. would, what would be good is if it has been the case that he's been you know, picking stuff up and training all this time and gets in the ring and actually turns out to be like, surprise, I'm a full-blown wrestler and that would be interesting but unless unless they're, they're wanting him full time in there
3: all that I'm saying is Triple H has been heavily involved in this and I know he runs NXT but he doesn't normally get heavily involved in things well and, and let's, be, let's be fair to Cole as well
1: McAfee only needs to be half decent and Cole will carry the rest yeah so,
3: I mean, even, even 25, 75, you know, Cole can do three quarters of the work to make it look either really good.
1: The one thing that I will say is that, about McAfee, is that his, his promo on last week's NXT was pretty good, enjoyed that. He rocked up, who were the other guys he was with as well? He was with some other former NFL players that obviously were dead famous because I
3: AJ AJ H- Hawk I seem to remember was he at the was he in the Packers I think AJ Hawk seems to he was there with uh, what's his name Matthews who's at it uh, who was at Packers and now is it uh plate yeah uh, I, I seem to remember AJ Hawk being a linebacker and the the other guy who was uh, one of his Colts teammates I, I don't know him and then the third guy was just some rando who was like his security or something. Well, I just, I really, because they almost kind of teased, didn't they, like a
1: four-on-four. Four. It's bad enough having like one NFL guy against one wrestler. Please don't just do four-on-four four against Undisputed Era. I, like, I, uh, no, it just fills me with dread. Unfortunately, I kind of agree with Matt. I physically can't bring myself to, to put Pat McAfee as my prediction, so I'm picking Adam Corp. Uh, which leaves us with, with Paul to round that one out. So
2: I just had an interesting thought. When they signed Grog, do you reckon they had like anything sort of in mind where they were going to basically put together a stable of ex-NFL players?
0: I thought you were going to say did they get a group deal? <laughs> did they get like, <laughs> like, like a discount on other NFL players? <laughs> that would have been good. Like nobody well, remembers you. You never won a Super Bowl. How much <laughs> you've averaged for that one? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well,
2: I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was ever like sort of part of the thinking where like they would sort of uh, McAfee would end up winning it like, I, I, if the idea was to have this match, like however long, like back down the line, like that, where they'd use they'd use Gronk in that sort of in that sort of way, but. To touch on what, what Matt said a couple of minutes ago, Triple H has, has, has had, like, involvement in this, and he's, he's been sort of front and centre with it. He's always been there, sort of in the thread all the way through. So is this going to be... Is this going to be, like, his sort of last thing that he does with the company in ring in that he costs Cole the match and then him and Cole have some built to WrestleMania WrestleMania. yeah that'd be good I'd be alright with that and I think it's that sort of thing where you could you could argue that he's been he's been NXT's what most consistent
3: performer since he joined obviously the other night it popped the other night it popped up when uh, obviously when McIntyre won the NXT title and then obviously when the era yeah. came in. Ah, oh, it's so good. Like, the crowd just went that, nuts. Ah, no, no. oh, there you go.
1: Had to be. Had to be. That's the so, only reason I can't pick him to lose. Would it,
2: would it be an argument that, like, so, McAfee wins because Triple H cost Adam Cole the match, then is that sort of thing where if it was if it was the case it was it was it was happening in regular kits in the regular world they'd do that angle and then the next night at SummerSlam Triple H would come out to do something in relation to the rest of the show and Adam Cole would just come out of the crowd and attack him from behind or something but obviously yeah. they're probably not going to do that because they don't want to lose the potential pop that they'd get and I mean that's, that's like Adam Cole instantaneous baby face changing it mm-hmm. so um, I, I'll, I'll still go for it so I'll still go for That Pat McAfee wins the match because of interference on Triple H's part and it and it builds to a storyline there like it might it probably won't have like something like the control of NXT on the line or something along the lines but I think it'll be what? something in that sort of guise what about a retirement match? Well, I think that, that's Triple- what we're going to get. At. I think it'll mm-hmm. be it'll be Triple H's last in ring performance when it, when yeah. they get to that match because he's what he's the he's the wrong side of fifty now. He's he's like fifty 51 be a, no, so 51 one as well. Yeah. 50, yeah. Uh, if
1: if, <laughs> if they still keep it as Cole being like the longest reigning in NXT champion by that point as well, like it'll then be quite, they'd be able to use that in the build for it, that essentially it's, like, the most successful, like, me, like, roster member from his kind of, like, project, I guess, if you like, ends up being well, the one that,
2: be, isn't that the his one most point? successful creation, yeah. if you like. That's, yeah, so he, he has to sort of, unfortunately, to sort of preserve what he loves, he has to kill his greatest creation or whatever. And so I mean, they not, they I mean, called as the, it's
1: not like Triple that. H
2: has got form for, like,
1: costing people titles and, like, you know, Kevin Owens benefits from it or uh, Randy Orton benefits from it, uh, you know, so, so he has got previous for it as well. Yeah. But as we just yeah. said, we'd all, we'd all love to see that sort of
2: play out to that. so. And obviously as we just discussed it on here and it was basically sort of our idea, our idea it
3: will uh, never happen. The, he's so, the, closest, so the closest thing to Shawn Michaels that they've got as well, and not Oh, Big I'm got absolutely but, yeah. I mean, it, it, like, it, the best part of his promo this week with McAfee was that he didn't say anything until, all right, on Sunday, I'm going to make you my bitch. And that was it, <laughs> you know. And, and it was just like, right, yeah, you know, that was all. Normally, you'd be giving the big kind of thing, and it was, you know, it's been... For all my reservations about the actual match and where the storylines go, in the build-up's been really good. I can't, I can't let let this
1: this prediction and part of the pod pass though without telling you my little story about <laughs> catching up on NXT this week. So my my boys have taken a shout out to Adam Cole, which I don't know where they've picked that up from because obviously Dad's definitely not been an influence whatsoever. Um, but we are at that point as you've all seen where. If you're in a different room in the house and shout Adam Cole, they will shout, baby, back to you, which is which is <laughs> good fun anyway. Drive Sarah crackers with it. So that, that promo that you've just mentioned, um, they happened to watch the second hour of NXT with me this morning, and they saw that promo, which obviously wasn't necessarily a word that I'd like a four-year-old, girl, <laughs> even a pair of them to hear, to which Seth then goes, Daddy... Adam Cole says he's going to make that man his bit. I was like, well, yeah, maybe maybe we need to stop watching NXT so early in the morning. So, uh, def- definitely not PG PG programming anymore. <laughs> but It was quite, like, it's one of those ones where you want to be mad, but it was a really, really funny thing. It was like, I was trying not to laugh when I was telling that. Um, so, yeah, so, brings us on to the last match on the card then. So, NXT title up for grabs, Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. We did we did mention before about what they're going to do with it. I don't like to do it. I've already done it once on the predictions. But I'm picking no contest. Oh, you... are going for the same, aren't you? Uh, well,
2: technically, no. Technically, i am going not, for am going for a... carrying a carry-and-cross win. But right. in the method that he won't win the title, because it seems too quick... If, if they switch the title now, will just absolutely kill any momentum that lee has got. So, I think so I think, he'll, I think he'll lose the map. but he'll either get he'll either get carried out or he'll get himself disqualified because carrying Cross will do something that makes him snap and he just he'll well. just hit him with something, or and that or he'll just pick Scarlett up and throw her at him or something, and that'll cause a disqualification or something.
1: I suppose the fact that he tried to set, like, Karrion Cross tried to set Keith Lee on fire might be the instance of that And he might, he might just get DQ'd from the off, maybe. But I suppose, yeah, yeah I suppose that's, that's,
2: that's, a good the only, point. that's the only reason why I don't think there'll be a you no know, contest in the Baller Thatcher match. Because having two in the same evening mm-hmm. does seem a bit like overkill. I think
1: it'll definitely happen in one of them. And in terms of playing for points, that's why I'm sticking with, with both of the predictions. <laughs> <laughs> Should get one of the two, hopefully, but
0: yeah. Andy? Keith, leave me. Keith.
2: Keith. 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 He's
1: locked in. So the last prediction of the podcast falls to you, Mr Moore.
3: I'm going to go with uh, carry cross. Will <laughs> actually take the title as well. And new. Wow. I just think the build's been built so big. And I, I just think ultimately, you know, they've got to, there's got to be some kind of payoff with it. And, I, you know, I think, you know, Keith Lee's, you know, obviously just got a title, but he's had the, he had the US, the uh, North America title for, for, for such, such a long time. And obviously, he's kind of done this as to be the kind of greater person and all that kind of give people opportunities. And I think there's that kind of element of Karrion Cross being the kind of antithesis of that. Um, and I think, I don't know, With I think Keith Lee without the title trying to chase it to get it back is probably um, a more likely, you know, a more kind of not not completely more interesting story than Karrion Cross just being like. Shit, lost, lost it, kind of thing. I just think that that buries that character that they spent a lot of time building, and I just don't think it's a kind of it's got it's got a lot of dimensions, shall we say, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, that they'll want to keep going for a while. Lots of creepy people to go and hug uh, women at uh, meet and greets.
1: Oh. speaking of which I guess if anybody's feeling flush and they've got a spare $125 you can have a two minute phone call with one of them this weekend yeah. absolutely yeah. mental that you can give weird hugs to your TV screen or something <laughs> <laughs> absolutely insane money so so yeah so carrying cross rounds out the, the predictions then um, takeover comes I think it looks like it's going to be the last probably the last one at my performance centre for, for a while um, before they move but we, we will get to that in a later episode uh, but yeah it comes on Saturday night so enjoy enjoy the pay per view send us your predictions as always see if you can beat us and uh, who knows if, if you send us some predictions then we might even have you on predicting with us at some point alright anything else gents from the world of NXT nothing me. excellent right then well thanks very much for watching listening and all the usuals that, that Mr Cook will now lead you into with a subscribing and all that business. So, yeah, thanks very much, Ooh, everyone. Yeah,
0: do subscribe. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. So, there you go. What do you think of that? Another one done. More to come, so do uh, do check out the next one and, you know, go on after that. Um, but, yeah, getting over, boys, bringing you the wrestling Info that you need in your wrestling lifestyle. Cool. YouTube watchers, do uh, do us a favour and subscribe. It means a lot to us. Um, and we'll show you that love in the form of more wonderful podcasts. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com. Check us out over there. You can find our social media links, email links, things like that. Send us some love. We love, love. Love, 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 love. So there we go. That's it for this one. Until next time. Gonna say bye and I'll see you then. Bye.